Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell Davis or Dimity Davis McDowell, depending upon <laughs> which way you want to shake my name out. <laughs> Tell people why that is. I, I just never stop marveling at it. I think, well, I think I talked about it when I talked about why my name is Dimity, but um, yeah, my middle name was Davis uh, prior to getting married to Grant Davis. So I could have been Dimity Davis Davis or D-cubed because I'm such a rapper type. I didn't even know what OG meant on the last podcast. Um, and then, uh, so then when I got married, I took my, like my married name is Dimity Davis. So I just put McDowell, you know, yes. insert that one in the middle. So yes. yeah, it's, it, it, you just shake it up any day. However you want to be. You're like boggle cubes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, well, this weekend is the last weekend of um, uncertainty about whether Missoula Marathon, the June 28th race that I've been training for now for two and a half months, I think two and a half months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and you've yeah. been training very diligently. You are a, a plan follower. Oh, I am. Oh, do you want to hear what a plan follower where I am, Dim? Yes. So, yes. so that um, so the way I have my um, I have two GPSs, but the way I have my Coro set up, it's kind of hard to see the um, elapsed time. So I was supposed to run for fifty five zero minutes with some old strides thrown in yesterday, and so um, for me, to, I don't look at my I hardly ever look at my GPS, but I was I don't know I don't know how far I was from my house, but I looked and I'm like, oh, I got about you know little bit less than seven minutes left. I'm like, I'm sure between here and my house, it'll be totally fine. So I won't even bother to look before I stop my watch. So I stop my watch. I turn it, to, don't, still don't look at it, turn it to finish. It's the whole thing. And I look and it was 49 minutes and 58 seconds. And I'm like, no, that is not okay. Those two <laughs> seconds, they are going to come back and bite you. I, talk, I mean, it stuck with me. Obviously this is the next day and I'm still talking about it. And I was just like, no, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but I am a radical. Um, I have decided this weekend is supposed to be a 20 mile or three hours and 30 minutes, whichever comes first um, type with all these, it's I'm heart and soul level two marathon training. So all these heart rate zones thrown in with, you know, 15 minutes of this and then five minutes easy and then 15. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, no, enough. Like <laughs> I will do 20 miles, just straight up vanilla zone one, maybe zone two. Maybe if I'm feeling a little peppy, I'll throw in a zone three if I feel like it, but tw 20 miles is going to be good enough, Dimity. There you go. I like it. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Because I just, I just feel like this old body has X number of marathons left to me. And this training cycle has proved that X might be a larger number than I thought. Good. But yeah, which is uh, a good thing to learn and um, encouraging. But I just, after um, the two weeks ago, did a run with a whole bunch of zones thrown in and I felt um, pretty broken and wobbly <laughs> for the rest of that day and the next day. So sure, I just sure. decided, yeah. Yeah. That's good so. to listen to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good thing. Well, I, you know, I, I, I hope the Missoula marathon, I mean, I just hope it it's, I mean, let's, let's be honest. I don't think it's going to go. Yeah, <laughs> I think you pretty much know, even though you're an optimist, yeah. you know, it's not, it's going to go yeah. just because there's just no way to get thousands of people together right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, do you think you would run a virtual marathon, Sarah? Do you think you'd do 26.2 on your own? Because you've done, I mean, you're, if you're doing 20 miles this weekend, like you are almost over the hump oh, of oh, the hard training. Like, do you want no, to put it to good use? 
I mean, yeah. of course it's like, let me back up. It's It's been good yes. use no matter what, but do you want to go the distance? No, I do, I do not. And I've thought about it a lot and I've talked about it with other marathon buddies and, you know, even though I do feel that X is a bigger number, like I said, I just, you know, this would be marathon number 15. So I know I can cover 26.2 miles. Sure. sure. And I also just think I, I was really excited to put the hammer down in yeah. Missoula. And yeah. so I want to um, save that effort in the hopes that I can put the hammer down. Cause I, you know, I I've loved L O V E D um, this training um and so i would be fine doing the plan all over again sure sure yeah 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 no that's good yeah, yeah. that's yes. good all right well good thank luck on that 20 mile <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have um uh, our friend kate in iowa she um is a day ahead on the plan like she wants to have sunday as a rest day instead of monday okay. so i i feel like she's living in you know a, a universe that's a day ahead and so like I, you know, I get, I get feedback from her on Saturday after she's done hers. And so then Sunday I can always be like, Kate said this would be to, you know, the mid part would be tough or whatever. So sure. I, yeah. I, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like a little preview. Yes. Yes. So, uh, you got some, uh, news, some dispiriting news. Yeah. Yeah. Not unexpected, but iron horse, the bike race that I was training for, um, was first supposed to be right before Memorial Day. Then it got moved to September. Um, and then this week, uh, we just got an email that said that they're they're not gonna hold it this year. Wow. Which is I think the first year in like 49 years, they said, or wow. something in the 40s. So it's definitely uh-huh. an institution down there in Durango. And um, and I, I don't know, I mean, I think, again, like I just don't know how you get lots of people together, especially in a race situation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because yeah, we can practice social distancing when you're at the grocery store or walking with a friend, but like when you want to pass somebody and there's nobody and there's not six feet available, like, are you just going to hold that? Like, I don't know what that looks like. You know, (laughs) I think that's up for a cartoonist or something to imagine, but um, yeah, so that's a little bit of a disappointment, but you know, I told Grant when we got that email, I was like, okay, but we're still going like um, similar to you. Like, well, well, because what I decided with the love the run you're with series to keep myself motivated um, because I definitely did need to train for iron horses, as I've talked about with my lack of (laughs) climbing prowess so far on the bike. Um, And so I did 50 miles uh, on last weekend, which was uh, our 5k weekend for love the run you're with. And then Uh uh, for the 10k weekend, I'm thinking, I was thinking 66, but um, maybe 70, I don't know. We'll have to see and then go up to like 80 to 85 in June. And then, to a century in July. So oh, look at you. Oh, so, so for people who don't know our love the run you're with is our uh, virtual race series that has four races in it, April, May, June, July. And I love that you are, you know, not, you know, in the spirit of it, doing things on the same weekend as them. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I changed my bib. I put a little X through it and I said, love the ride you're with instead of love the run you're with. <laughs> Pulled out the Sharpie. Um, so yeah, so I think we're going to keep doing that. I've got to put those, uh, the dates and the mileages into our collective family Google you're- calendar so he can kind of help because he's good at the planning the routes and stuff. And I'm, uh-huh. I'm a little relieved that it doesn't have to be like all climbing centric. I mean, of course, when you're going long distances, you're going to have to hit some hills somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, but it's not going to have to be. And I feel like, you know what, you know, we get a, a discount to next year's iron horse. And, mm. um, and if I ride my bike, you know, as much as I am planning to, like, it won't be such a jolt to actually pick up and, and yeah. train for it. And I, I think I'll probably do a lot better than I would have this year. 
So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then another thing to, you know, so you get to be doing this with Grant and then next year you'll have something with Grant. So yeah. Keep, and I get, get to sleep next to him every night and I get to be quarantined <laughs> with him and, and he gets a chew noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, it's, it's been good. It's been, you know, it's been like everybody else, like interesting at times and lovely at other times. So, and I will tell you, Dim, that I let the Tony, the race director at Missoula know that we, um, if he will have us, we would happily be the 2021 featured speakers. So, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about, yeah. I mean, cause just think about, that's one thing that I think about is how sweet that first race is going to taste, mm -hmm. you know, it's just going to be, you know, it's like being reborn in a way, you know, and, mm -hmm. and learning, you know, not that we take things for granted, but that's just a normal human thing. You know, like when you do a half marathon every month, mm -hmm. it feels, you know, by the seventh or eighth month, it's like, okay, here I am again, right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to run 13.1. I'm going to go home and have my day or whatever. Yeah. And so when we have the opportunity to come at it with fresh eyes, which we will, mm -hmm. and just, I mean, everything is going to feel fresh well, the, you know the, the expo the, the the gratitude we're going to feel i mean oh the gratitude the energy the che the fans cheering you the mm -hmm. the, the everything the bands the the splits out on the course the signs, the aid stations yep. yeah i mean it's just gonna feel like oh my gosh can you believe they did that you know after <laughs> running solo for so long or running right. you know maybe right. with a friend or something so yeah i mean even like just going back to um trader joe's which i know you go Oh. I don't go that often. It's not my staple store. And I'm going to like, I'm going to sob. I'm going to literally sob when I can just drive up, park, and go in and not have to get a cleaned cart or wait in a line and just be able to, you know, be, be, uh, I'm going to just sob. And just, <laughs> I mean, I love that. Is that it's, a, it's a religious experience for you. It is. I love the people who work there. I love, I love everything about Trader Joe's, probably except for their parking lot. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I went there the other, just as a, like kind of a comparison, like I hadn't been there in probably a month, you know, and like one Thursday night, I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm just going to Trader Joe's. <laughs> like, I know we need something from there. And just walking through there and just remembering, oh my gosh, I love that salad dressing. I'm going to grab that. I'm going to grab the dark chocolate covered almonds that I love that I, uh -huh. you know, you know, just all that stuff that, you know, I hadn't had because I'd been shopping at our local grocery store and Costco, you know, and mm -hmm. it's just, you appreciate it. You're like, oh yeah, I remember how much I love that. Yeah. I'm so glad mm -hmm. I get to have that again. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, just a yeah. little. Yes. Oh, oh. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into our questions. This is from Kate up in Yakima, Washington. Hi, this is Kate from uh, Yakima, Washington, and I'm calling because like everybody else, my training plans have gone out the window um, in terms of races I was working towards. And so I've decided to shift towards focusing on some, some strengths right now while, while I am just making different goals. And I'm curious about home strength training um, equipment or tools. I do the, you know, the body weight, body weight type stuff you guys recommend, but I'm uh, interested in sort of taking it up another level um, minimally while we can't get to the gym for who knows how long. So I'm um, just interested in, in suggestions on, you know, what's, what would be good to have at home. Thanks so much. Bye. Oh my gosh. So I love it um, that you are shifting your focus, Kate. That's very cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's going to make a difference in uh, both your running and your everyday life, you know, as mm -hmm. far as pain goes, as far as being capable of 
you know, getting up the stairs quicker and bringing another <laughs> load of groceries and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I have to say, I'm really impressed by how much stuff strength stuff it seems that women have that so many of our guests like on the pandemic routine podcast that we did gosh was that in march i don't know early april something like that they talked about kettlebells dumbbells bands trx that they already had at home i have none of that none so so well you aren't really the queen of strength training either sarah let's be honest here (laughs) like you are the queen of running well and i go to a studio you know to to take two classes so yeah so i just yeah, and, and then sometimes you see people's pictures on Instagram and they have these like beautifully set up studios. So, but what do you recommend, Dim? Like, what do you like best? Um, well, so, I mean, you can have any of that and all of that. I mean, to keep it minimal as far as space and uh, uh, expense, mm-hmm. um, resistance bands. I mean, that's the easiest one that you can get. And I can't remember the brand, but if you go on Amazon um, and look for like, you know, resistance bands and they typically come and like a pack of five from really light to pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one that I bought once that had exercises on the bands, um, which I thought was pretty cool because it kind of yeah. gave you, but you could also just look them up online. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are great for, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with that and then also do your like physical therapy kind of stuff where you're doing like your monster walks and your side steps and kicking out and that kind of thing. So strengthening uh-huh. the sides of your glutes. Um, that's, you always got, so that's, you always got to smack the glutes when you talk. About yeah, it. I did. I did. You can hear that. Um, and then, uh, and then, I mean, on the opposite side of things, of course, is like something like a BOSU, which mm. is kind of fun too, or a stability ball. Um, uh-huh. I mean, there's just, there's no end to the variation of exercises you can do. Um, especially with the stability ball. Um, lightweights, I think, are a good idea too. Um, somewhere three, like getting a set that has maybe like three pounds for like shoulder stuff. Um, and then like five, eight, 10, 15, somewhere mm-hmm. like that. Getting a heavy, mm-hmm. medium, and light um, mm-hmm. pair. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can always, you know, double up. So if you're doing, say you're doing squats with weights. And so maybe, you know, you start with your medium pair, um, and then you go to, uh, your heavier pair and then maybe you can even like Jerry rig it so you can do your medium and heavy together or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, there's definitely options. So that's, I guess that's what I would look for. I mean, again, like you could outfit yourself totally, but I think starting with some lightweights, some, a resistance band, and then maybe, I mean, the stability ball is definitely cheaper than a, um, Bosu. Yeah. 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 I gotta say, I love kettlebells. Like I've been thinking about if I could have one thing in my, like one piece of strength equipment, it might be like a 25 pound kettlebell. Look at you. Yeah. (laughs) um, You know, but also, so if you don't want to buy something, Kate, and if you're a member of a smaller studio or gym, inquire whether they have any equipment that they're renting out to members. And and you might be thinking, oh, well, it's too late for that. But the studio where I take classes um, just last week said they were going to start renting out some spin bikes. So, nice. yeah, and cool. I've talked to some friends and um, there was one that uh, I'm now I'm not remembering who it was or which gym it was, but the gym let people come in and pick one thing. And so that's why I decided that's when I had my, well, take what would I take? I would take my 25 pound kettlebell. So that's it wasn't great. my gym and it wasn't me, but I just, you know, I'm like, Oh, a scenario I can daydream about for a couple of seconds. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's some good suggestions there for Kate. Um, and this question is from Devin in Chicago. Hey, Sarah and Demony. This is Devin calling from Chicago. I am a dog mom of one. 
I am actually calling you in the middle of my run today during the quarantine, and I guess the really positive thing that I'm seeing out of all this that's going down is there are so many runners out today because we all realize that you can't cancel running, and that's that's a good feeling. But I'm calling because I am running the Chicago Marathon this October. It will be my 15th marathon slash ultra that I'm running. But at the same time, I have gotten really into CrossFit, and I do it pretty much every single day. I will run the one mile to the box and one mile home. My running has gotten really fast because of this, and I'm wondering how I can train for a marathon while still being able to do as much CrossFit as possible because all the other marathons and ultras that I've run before, I had not been doing strength training, and please don't yell at me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just looking to see how I can do both at the same time. I love listening to your show. Thank you so much. Bye. All right. Also about strength training. Um, so want to start out by pointing out that this question came to us on March 18th. So things have obviously changed since Devin called because I'm assuming that her CrossFit box is closed. But um, I just thought we could answer it like it's normal times because eventually, eventually it will be. Um, so and people can most certainly mix CrossFit into marathon training. But Tim, I'm thinking it's unrealistic to think she'd be able to do it every day. Just, it seems like if nothing else, not only the wear and tear on your body, but that's a lot of time. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, yeah, CrossFit is definitely a pretty intense strength mm -hmm. training routine, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're doing, you know, depending upon the, the, the box that you go mm -hmm. to, you know, there yes. is, um, there are like, you know, box jumps and um, really li heavy lifting and um, some, you know, pretty complicated like Olympic lifts. Um, and that's okay, but you just need to really be careful and really mm -hmm. watch your form because, um, you know, you can only... Like if you are marathon training, like that's what we need the focus to be. CrossFit yes. can fit in there, but I would say, you know, maybe, you know, twice a week up to say you're on a, say an 18 week plan, maybe up to like nine weeks. And then after that, maybe once a week. Mm -hmm. um, but it has to really be thoughtfully put in, in a way that it's like, it's not the day before a long run. It's not the day after a long run. It's not mm -hmm. the day before a hard run. It's not the day after a long run hard run. So yeah. I would almost put it like, you know, on a, an easy run day, you know, maybe do that first and then go on your easy run. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it's just, it's important to understand that those are both really physically um, demanding activities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. when I heard the question, um, first of all, I did laugh that um, when, when Devin says as an aside, don't yell at me. <laughs> um, but um, I thought, one, I'd be worried about getting injured just, um, okay, so I've never done CrossFit, but to me, it seems very intimidating and a lot of, um, I don't know, just exercises that you're, you're opening yourself up to the um, potential for injury. But also when you were talking about like, well, it can't be this before this day and after this day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like a jigsaw puzzle where every piece looks the same. Like it's, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm like thinking about my training and I'd be like, yeah, maybe I could do it on Fridays, but that's about it. Yeah. So yeah. Because also there's, boy, the, the higher up you get in your mileage, the further you get in marathon training, that dedicated rest day, Devin and all others do not want to give that up. No, you definitely need that. You need that in your life for, for 
myriad reasons, yes. um, both physical and mental. And I mean, to be fair, they're definitely, I've seen, you know, and we've all seen them, um, you know, on Instagram or other places on social media where they're like, yeah, I did CrossFit six days a week and my longest run was seven miles. And I, you know, and I PR'd in the marathon, you know, <laughs> and that's definitely, you know, I don't want to like negate that experience. And if you have that physiology and that drive, you know, I just don't know how that really works, <laughs> how, how, how you can make your, how the two go together. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I mean, so if, if you find yourself being like, I just can't give up CrossFit and maybe I go for this marathon training without a goal in mind and see what, how it shakes out or whatever, you know, it's the mm -hmm. Chicago marathon. There's tons of people around. It would be fun. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I just want to say like, it's not, you know, there's so many different ways to slice the pie and the way that mm -hmm. we recommend is, is the one that's kind of most typical, but that doesn't mean that there aren't other ways. Yeah. 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 So this question is from Yana in Waco, Texas. Hi, this is Jana from Waco, Texas. Love your podcast and listen to it on all of my runs to keep me motivated. My question is, obviously with a bunch of races canceled and postponed this spring and into early summer, got a chance to work on some speed work. And my goal is to sub to um, in the half marathon sometime in the fall or winter. So what is your best advice to achieving that sub two? Um, for reference, my PR is 205 on a really hilly course. So look forward to any advice and tips you can give me to stay busy and continuing to run through all this craziness. Thanks. Have a good one. So Yana, kudos for you for taking a long view of training, setting your sights on a fall or even winter race. Um, love that you're giving yourself loads of time and a realistic goal that you've done a 205 on a hilly course. I say set you up really nicely for achieving that sub two hour half marathon that you're aiming for. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely possible, but uh, before we talk about training, let's talk about race selection mm, because that's, that's going to be even, um, that's going to matter um, if, if, if a sub two is, is, is really important, like that's the goal of this whole training cycle, then we need to kind of look at all the different pieces mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. make sure that they are as dialed as possible. So yes. the race, you know, it's not a flat course isn't necessarily the fastest course, um, especially because you could be going against a headwind. Um, it's mentally boring, you know, so having it's, some rolling hills is not necessarily a bad thing, on yeah. a, uh, you know. I guess, um, spe speaking of Texas, I set close to my half marathon PR at the Zuma, the inaugural Zuma women's half marathon in hill country outside Austin. And that thing was hilly AF. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's, so, um, so yeah, so you pick a race that, um, you know, in Texas, obviously, I think you'd want to race in January, February, March. You'd want to, mm -hmm. you know, you want it to be, you know, in the high 40s, low 50s, if possible, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. if you can set that up. And, um, <laughs> and of course, that feels fast and, and it's interesting to you, right? Mm -hmm. um, because if you're out there, like if you pick, you're like, okay, this looks great, you know, from all the, like, you know, from a, like the data standpoint, as far as the temperature and the, you know, the course and that kind of thing. And then it's 200 people like, mm -hmm. okay, that's probably not the race you want if you <laughs> like to have the crowds, right? So yes, you kind of yeah. have to look at all those aspects. Yep. Um, and then as far as training goes, I mean, you know, it, it, you're going to have to probably get on a, a pretty aggressive training plan. Like Sarah, mm -hmm. you're on the heart and soul level two um, marathon plan. You could do the heart and soul level two half marathon plan. You could also do the level one plan though, too. We were talking about this the other day and um, you know, 
level one gives you quite a bit. And if you haven't heart rate trained, like you can definitely get so much out of training in the zones that are set just for you. You set them yourself based on a test, right? And then you do some math. Yeah. So, um, Molly, uh, my best running friend was, is, um, aiming for the half marathon in Missoula and she was on level two of heart and soul and she, it was just too much for her. And so she dialed it back to level one and cause she happens to know a few people who can get her plans. And, um, she said it's still super challenging. So I, I think, I think, um, a PR could definitely come out of level one. Yeah, for sure. And and then there's also if heart rate and you're like, oh, I just don't want to, you know, not interested. That's fine. You know, uh, there's like a 13.1 race. There's a 13.1 crush it mm-hmm. in the um, in the train like a mother club. And all those plans include a variety of workouts, right? Yeah. You're going to put race pace miles into your weekend long runs. You're going to run hills. You're going to do some speed stuff, some interval stuff. So you find your gears and you because you realize, you know, that you need to it's going to be uncomfortable for, Mm -hmm. you know, at least Mm -hmm. 45 minutes, if not more, (laughs) um, on race day. And, um, so yeah. 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 And then hearkening back to our first two, um, quote unquote callers, um, you know, the importance of strength training. That's something we, um, stress a lot here on answers and on trains. And, um, I have to say how the strength training, so I, okay, I don't, I have already admitted, I don't have any equipment, but I do, um, a lot of times now that's nice enough, I will stay outside on our covered back porch and do, um, 20 minutes of strength training. I like to kind of make a salad of all the different take, <laughs> you, you do these awesome training videos, Tim, but I'm huh? like, oh, I like this move from, from circuit five and this one from circuit six and all those things. So, but sure. What a big difference it's making my training cycle, especially strengthening my glutes, hips, and obliques, and then, you know, foam rolling, dynamic flexibility, because, Yana, it's so important to stay injury-free between now and that ideal race that you choose for yourself. Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. All right. The last question is from Christina on Long Island. Hi, this is Christina, and I'm calling from Long Island, New York. I was wondering if you'd be able to give me any dinner ideas for the night before a long run um, for a vegetarian and or what to eat the morning of a long run. Um, just looking for ideas and, you know, want to avoid having an upset stomach during a run. Okay. Thank you. Love your show. And uh, I'll be listening. Thanks. Bye. So, yeah. So it used to be like, oh, my gosh, carb loading is like the thing to do, you know, Mm -hmm. capital C, capital L. And um, as with everything else, you know, we are as we learn more and um, dig into research, you realize that that's carbs are important for sure. They are definitely the fuel that gives you glycogen and keeps your body going. But um, keeping a well-balanced diet is just as important. So the proteins and the fats um, are just as important before a long run as carbs are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so the, the thing that I think is most important is to eat foods that, you know, that mm-hmm. agree with you and that are a mix, right? So like, um, we have this, uh, we have a program, it's kind of an on-demand program, the train like a mother club. And I promise I'm not just like shilling things from the train <laughs> like a mother club on this podcast, but, um, it's called nutrition for running half marathon and marathon. And it's for, um, it's for how to fuel prior to a long run, during a long run, and after a long run, um, and race day. Uh, it's, it's built by uh, Stephanie Howe, who is uh, a PhD in exercise science and nutrition. Um, and I can you know, give you a glimpse of it here in that 
you know, like the night before a long run, she recommends something like rice or quinoa, a big bowl of that, um, some avocado, um, mm -hmm. and she would have chicken, right? Like something that's pretty bland because you don't know what's going to come back at you <laughs> intestine <laughs> what. and you might know that if you know that you're like good with lentils or beans or whatever absolutely have at it but that may not be if you don't know that then kind of keep it clean keep it simple keep it pretty bland mm -hmm. um and for that protein you know you could do cottage cheese you could do tofu you could mm -hmm. do tempeh mm -hmm. um something like that soy curls mm -hmm. yeah yeah soy curls soy curls do you not know from soy curls uh, we don't have many vegetarians. I don't have any vegetarians in my house. So no, I don't buy sweat curls. And I know you have three. So I have three. Yes, I do. So, um, yeah, so we definitely, I, um, adore pasta dishes that I do have, um, somewhat iron stomach. So that have beans or lentil dishes that are served over rice with a side of naan, which I have to say Trader Joe's has an excellent naan in the frozen food aisle. Um, and, uh, um, so, but as Dim pointed out, you know, that not, might not be what some people's guts are looking for um, before going on a long run. So, I mean, some recipes that we love are um, this white bean broccoli rob with ditalini, which are little tiny nuggets of pasta. Um, that's a family favorite. Um, a new dish I've tried from um, NYT Cooking, which I have to say is some of the, I'm a subscriber at the time, so I get it for free, but otherwise you have to pay for NYT Cooking, the app. It's, I think it's some of the best money people can spend. Their recipes are amazing. Um, and it's this red lentil sweet potato spinach curry over rice. Mm, so tasty. My kids just adored it. And then bowls. Um, do you remember when we had uh, Magdalena Louis Boulet on the podcast a long time ago? And she mm -hmm. talked about how great bowls are and all this stuff. And I just was like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? How do you just set out things and people can like pick and choose what they want? And I started by looking at recipes and then like in um, Run Fast, Eat Slow, they have kind of a uh, two pages on how to make a bowl and ingredients. And then, I don't know, just sort of looking, the more you do them, the more open-minded you get. Like a couple of weeks ago, I created this Greek one that had quinoa and um, gosh, uh, cucumber and some lettuce and feta cheese and tzatziki sauce that I bought pre-made. Pre I did not make it from scratch. And uh, with a soft boiled egg over it. Um, so yeah, and then, um, yeah. So lots of things. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely you can do that. Yeah, bowls are, yeah, I think you just, and, and if, you, if you just realize like whatever it tastes like, it still has a bunch of good stuff in it because sometimes it doesn't, you know, turn out to be the best. <laughs> You're like, okay, but it, well, all the ingredients together are going to nourish me. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan of, um, I mean, I love rice and beans. I love a Chipotle burrito. Not these days. <laughs> I haven't had that in a while because I haven't been to Chipotle, but um, you know, that has, uh, you can either just do a bowl, um, if the mm -hmm. tortilla feels like too much, um, you know, that's easy and you can do their, what, what's their vegetarian meat? Oh yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, what is the name of that stuff? I've never gotten it, but they yeah. do have, they do have yeah. something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have a meat substitute. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, of course, Friday night in around our house is, means pizza mm -hmm. and pizza is a great call. Um, you know, you can go light on the cheese. Make it super like loaded up with, you know, a bunch of broccoli and spinach and olives and, you know, maybe some goat cheese or something like that. And uh, that's a great, I think that's a great fuel. So um, 
Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say um, this new service that I've tried out, it's called Cook Smart. It was developed by a um, mom, a mother runner who has three very young kids. And they, every Thursday they send you recipes and you can customize them. So you can, it's really awesome. You can, um, you know, it's an app and then they send you an email and you can click on all the recipes and make them paleo, vegetarian, or gosh, I forget what the other option is. And then, but you can also then customize it by serving size, which I really love because if a recipe sounds really tasty, I want to have leftovers for lunch the next day. Sure. Because sure. that makes me so happy to open up my fridge and have leftovers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Particularly ones I've forgotten I had. Um, so yeah, so Cook Smarts is um, just has all awesome ways. And then they also have an archive of more than a thousand recipes and that again, they can be customizable to be vegetarian. So hope those suggestions all um, fuel and nourish you, Christina. Yes. Awesome. Well, so we need some more questions. Um, even if it's just, you know, how do I keep going in this pandemic age? Um, give us a call at 470-BADASS-1, which is 470-223-2771. Uh, leave your first name and where you're calling from, and please keep your message to about 90 seconds or less. Yeah. And please subscribe to the show. So it auto downloads. Um, that way um, we get our um, download number, click, 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 goes up, goes up. Um, and then, and then it's also waiting there for you. So you don't have to um, pause to download before you go out on your run. And please also tell your friends about our podcast, especially any pals who have recently discovered running during this pandemic. Um, so keep the questions coming because we are always here with answers and some recipes. 